sounds of the Anteater Kingdom on 88.9 FM KUCI in Irvine. Why do you linger here when there is no hope? There is still hope. Tempted to think there's no hope for overcoming some of the challenges of modern life? Ask an elf. Or a hobbit. Tune in Tuesdays, 4 to 5 p.m. with Milo Lomesdown at your service and... Tani Tenuvial, the resident KUCI Middle Earth elf. For What Would Arwen Do on KUCI Irvine, 88.9 FM and streaming live on KUCI.org. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of KUCI its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information on this or other KUCI programs, visit KUCI.org or KUCITalk.org. Govanin and Suilaid. To all our elf friends, I am Tani Tenuviel, the resident KUCI Middle Earth Elf, and welcome to What What Would Arwen Do on every other thir- Tuesday here at KUCI 88.9 FM and streaming live at KUCI.org. And greetings. You are listening to KCI in Irvine, California, Orange County's alternative radio station and quite possibly the best radio station in the history of Middle Earth. I am Tani Tenuvial. I am the resident KUCI Middle Earth elf. And welcome to What Would Arwen Do? My Govanin and Sui to everyone listening live and on the internet and to my most charming Hobbit co-host... This is Milo Lomesdown at your service, as always, dear elf friend. And greetings to my nieces and nephews, friends in Canada, and people listening around the world on KUCI.org, where you can listen to great alternative music and public affairs programming 24 hours a day, seven days a week, wherever in the world you are. (laughs) And don't forget, we always have podcasts the day afterwards. Go to KUCITalk.org to download past episodes. And I want to just give a special shout-out today to our friends who might be listening in from one of my favorite message boards, Torque, or officially known as Torque, but the OneRing.net, an amazing message board community of 
uh, people who are very enthusiastic, I would say. Enthusiastic is a little bit of an understatement. And actually, many of our listeners are actually also from theonering.com. Uh, what did I say? Theonering.net? I meant theonering.com. <laughs> The, yeah, Torque would be T-O-R-K, com. Thank you very much, dear Hobbit friend. I need you to keep me on track here because, you know, sometimes I think... Um, it's a full we, moon, we Elf Princess, and we, I yeah. know you're so excited about dancing in the full moonlight tonight. Well, and last night, the last two nights actually, I was down in Escondido with Ro and uh, sleeping in the moon room. You know, I kind of call it that. Well, it's it's a room that overlooks the valley, and I was bathed in moonlight oh, for the course, beautiful. you know, the course of it was wonderful. So a very special hello, especially to Vanna Ladiel. I know she's listening in from up in Washington, and I believe Ro might be listening in from Escondido. I was with her this weekend, so we'll hear a little bit more about that uh, as we get into adventure reports and um, uh, movie news. But just in case you are tuning in for the very first time, you may be wondering what this show is all about. Well, if a Middle-Earth elf lived today in Southern California, in Irvine, California, to be more precise, what might her life look like? How would she, as a modern elf, celebrate and support the arts, music, her community, and the preservation of Earth, its beauty, resources, and creatures? Some people like to ask, what would Jesus do? And that is a very good question. But on this program, when challenges in life arise, or as the wizard Gandalf puts it, questions, questions that need answering, we like to ask, what would Arwen do? Who was Arwen, you may be wondering? In J.R.R. Tolkien's Mythology of Middle-Earth, Arwen was an elf princess, the daughter of Elrond, a prince among elves and lord of Rivendell. A magical place of healing, lore, and wisdom, perhaps not unlike the community here at UC Irvine. Arwen was also a beloved daughter of the universe, as are all the women of this fair celestial home called Earth, or an elvish Arda. I believe that Arwen understood the principle of noblesse oblige, with great privilege comes responsibility. She embodied the archetype of a true princess of the light, through her courage, wisdom, beauty, and her sense of humor, as well as her service to others. In Tolkien and the Lord of the Rings, A Guide to Middle-Earth, Colin Durias wrote, In his invented mythology of Middle-Earth, Tolkien intended that his elves were an extended metaphor of a key aspect of human nature. This, quote, elven quality in human life was a central preoccupation of Tolkien's. Elves, like dwarves, hobbits, and the like, partially represent human beings. In Tolkien's mythology, elves represent what is high and noble in humans. In particular, they represent the arts in their highest form, work done in the image of God and his created world. So, as an elf, I believe this elven quality exists today in every living person and yearns, yearns for expression through gifts of creativity, nobility, and service to others. So, welcome again, Alinda Lee, elf friends. Alin Salalumin Amintielvo, a star shines on the hour of our meeting. And Milo, it always seems like way too long since I've last seen you, even though it's only been two weeks. It's amazing how quickly time flies when you're having fun and having <laughs> adventures and how I look forward to your adventure report. Well, it's good. It's, it, it, it's, it's quite a, an, an adventure report today because... 
um, it seems, especially any time that I get together with the uh, shield maiden of Escondido, the arch archeress of Earth Escondido, dear Roe, who I did meet through the message board when uh, way back when the movies first came out, so in 2002. You met her through Torque? Oh yes, I, yeah. I met Wonderful. her through. Th- I met her through Torque. Uh, we both were kind of looking for people on the planet that were as crazy about these, um, you know, the things that we were discovering. You know, the world, whole world of Middle Earth and and um, Tolkien and all of that. And uh, it took me about six months. May, you know, it was August before I discovered. I'd never been on a message board my entire life. I was kind of one of those people that was kind of shy of such things and didn't spend much time on the internet. But I couldn't find anybody that, you know, really liked these things as much as I did. And whenever I would try to talk to people about how incredible I thought the Lord of the Rings was and these movies, and there were two more coming out, and people would just kind of look at me like, okay, okay, you know, that's, <laughs> I, I know you like it, but let's, you know, can we talk about something else? And I really wanted to talk about it. <laughs> and I couldn't find anyone to talk it's, about it to. It's good to admire, it's good to appreciate things that are fostering nobility and fostering goodness and and creativity and up until i saw the lord of the rings i was really what i would call a non-fiction snob i only read non-fiction um, ah. i didn't read any i didn't read any fiction books and even as far as movies i liked some science fiction stuff like you know i really love star wars and the matrix and things like that but i didn't really get it about the concept of the archetypal journey that we're all on until I saw the Lord of the Rings, and then it was like the power of a story. The power of a story. It was amazing, and uh, and it's just and that started my adventure of my life as an elf, which is you know, ten years now. That's right, <laughs> and and I should recommend the the power of a story is a fabulous book by Peter Goober, the famous Hollywood producer, mm. and he is all about telling a story and how the development of a story, the development of a vision, Mm -hmm. the development of imagination is the key to everything that he did. So, yes, uh, that is important. Is that a book that he wrote? Yes. Oh, and what's it called? It's The Power of Story, if I recall. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, we have so many wonderful things, as always, when we get together. There are so many great things to celebrate. And I would like to take just a moment also to thank all of our listeners, uh, both that listen on the air and also that listen through the internet and that the last couple of weeks have been with us and supported us in our annual fund drive. Thank you all for contributing whatever you could thank you yes it's it's been it, and we really appreciate that because we are all volunteers here here at KUCI uh, there are no commercials the most you that you might get are what called public public service announcements which are you know just things like you know reminding people to you know watch while you're you know watch put out for pedestrians when school starts and things like that but no commercials and we're all volunteers here and so and we're part of a college system so you know we all know about budget cuts the universe University of California is under heavy, heavy financial constraints. Mm. And and all of that to say that even though the fund drive is over, if anyone you know kind of missed it and would still like to make a donation to support independent programming that you won't hear anywhere else on this planet, uh, you can still donate uh, to KUCI through it's our website. Easy, yes. Go to KUCI.org. And you can help us that way. Thank you. You can also help us simply by letting us know you're there. Yes. So if you'd, if you'd be so <laughs> kind as to drop the elf 
an email once a while once in a while i know that she really appreciates them we we treasure your emails be sure to send it to ask an elf at yahoo.com that's a-s-k-a-n-e-l-f at yahoo.com absolutely so today um this last weekend, I was down in Escondido spending some time with the archerists and doing archery things. So we had a little archery adventure. But before we get into that, I would like for us to uh, get an update if we have any movie news. Do we have movie news? Well, the most important movie news, mm-hmm. in my opinion right now, that's relevant right today, is to remind people that the extended edition movies are being shown one time only ah, yes. across the nation. Locally here at the district oh, in Tustin, it's a nationwide thing. I did not know that about that. And so in theaters across the nation on June the 14th, June the 21st, and June 28th, each day, one showing only, on the 14th, The Fellowship of the Ring, on the 21st, The Two Towers, and on the 28th, the 11 Academy Award winning mm. towering masterpiece, the Return of the King. I'm so excited. I can hardly wait. And needless to say, this time, we will not be missing it. We will be seeing it together. We will immediately leave the instant that our program <laughs> is over. We will be dashing to Tustin to get good seats. But the reason why this is happening, Elf Princess, is because at long last, the Lord of the Rings movies are coming out on Blu-ray in the extended editions. Mm. And that availability is June 28th. But there's lots of other news. Martin Freeman has left the filming of The Hobbit. Now, don't get worried. Don't get concerned. This was long planned. Martin Freeman is a fabulous actor, and he is co-starring in the Sherlock Holmes movies that are being done by the BBC. The people in England are doing wonderful Sherlock Holmes stories based on the original novels and short stories of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, but the setting is updated to the 21st century. And Martin Freeman plays Dr. Watson, and he is just great. Yes, I've seen a couple of them. They're they're very well done. Very well done. So, in any case, he's left the filming of The Hobbit, but, of course, The Hobbit movies, and there's going to be two of them, are such a massive undertaking that it's easy to work around that. So, right now, they're doing filming of the mostly dwarf uh, sequences where the dwarves are active. Uh-huh. Uh, I remind everyone that mckellen.com, www.mckellen.com, is the fabulous website of Sir Ian McKellen, mm. and he has a blog that he calls Notes from Imladris, which <laughs> is the notes about the filming of the Hobbit movies. And... He's talking about uh, Sylvester McCoy's finally there in New Zealand, dressing up as Radagast the Brown. So, wonderful things happening there. The other thing to mention about the movies, and there's there's so much to talk about. Uh, who is our great composer? The music that we listen to every beginning of our program. Howard Shore. Howard Shore. There is a wonderful, wonderful thing at the National Film Board of Canada, nfb.ca, there is a short film, about eight minutes long, called A Composer's Dream. Oh. It's just a fabulous short, short 
subject about Howard Shore and his composing techniques. Oh, really? Uh, in, it was made on the occasion of the 2011 Governor General's Performing Arts Awards. So Howard Shore, who has won so many awards, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if there's a knighthood in the offing for this guy because now, he's just a great that, composer. Is, the, is there like an, uh, uh, an Internet address for that, or we can yes, Google it or the, something? You, you can easily Google a composer's dream for Howard Shore, but it's at NFB, that's N like national, F like film, B like board, dot CA. CA is the two-letter designation for Canada. Oh, okay. And you'll see that that it's uh, about seven and a half minutes. And we are so excited that he is doing the movie, the movie, the the music again. I I, I have to say... um, that was one of the things. I mean, the movies were wonderful just seeing them, but uh, the the music was so amazing. I fell in love with the music, and it was one of the things I remember when all of us were so excited and waiting for the two towers to come out that, um, especially Ro and I were just we were just could hardly wait to see what kind of music Howard Shore was going to compose for the music of Rohan. Oh my gosh! And oh we were, we were gosh. not disappointed in the least. Wasn't it was. It? Just fabulous. The richness of his palette, yeah. the instruments that he uses, some instruments that he devised specifically for the films. Yes. It's just an amazing achievement. And what was amazing to me is before I met you, Elf Princess, I had only heard the music in the context of the movies. Mm-hmm. And I realized it was a great integration of music with film, acting, character, story, and dialogue. But I didn't ever listen to him by themselves until you introduced me to the scores in the... Uh, complete recordings yes and oh what great music in any case there's two other things that have to be mentioned about the movies one is guess who is the second unit director for the hobbit what does that mean second Second unit for those of us who may not know exactly what that means so the director is peter jackson and he is the overall one in charge of doing all of the filming Uh uh-huh but there are many times, especially with large films, that there's smaller scenes that only involve extras or only involve stunt people. Mm-hmm. And that the main director doesn't have time to do in order to keep the production on budget. They have to have what's called a second unit. And the director of the second unit is in charge of orchestrating all of the extra people that don't have any dialogue, the stunt does he film them? And he films them. Oh, he directs really? the he directs the so filming like, of them. In a, an example might be in the uh, Lord of the Rings in the beginning at the big party where you have all the hobbits doing different things and then they all you know the the uh, Merry and Pippin set off that big rocket and all the hobbits run and get down on the grass and as the the giant dragon right. uh, firework goes over. Nothing is being said. Right. Lots of things are going on. Right. So, so all would, of that would, would have been all of that separately. All of that would have been done by the second unit. A separate Ah. cinematographer, a separate director, a separate staff doing all those things, except for Marion Pippin. That would have been, those are principal actors, so that would have been done by Peter Jackson. In any case, the second unit director for the Hobbit movies is Andy Serkis. Really? So not only is he reprising his role of Gollum, but he's actually moved up to be a director. Oh my gosh. Now, has he done some of that work before? As far as I can tell, he has done just stage work before. Uh But, of course, he observed Peter Jackson very closely early in the 2000s 
at the, in 1999 when the films, the first trilogy was first done. And I'm sure there's some reason that Peter Jackson, because Peter Jackson would uh, would have appointed someone like that, right? Yes. Yeah, it, so it, he, he yes. definitely would have known that there's some reason that he felt that he was fully capable of taking on such a feat. So Andy Serkis is a tremendous, tremendous thing. Now, I spent a lot of time on the OneRing.net, as you know. Mm-hmm. And the one ring, the OneRing.net is a fabulous resource. I wanted to mention just a couple of things that they have out there, because I know we're going to be talking about being active this summer, uh-huh. right? Well, we hear from Torn that the Tolkien Society Seminar will be at York's Historic Bar Con- Convent in the U.K. on July 30th. And the topic is going to be Tolkien's trees. Oh, now where is this going to be? This is going to be in York, in the country of England, in in the United Kingdom. Yeah. July 30th. And there's registration and everything. And the local Tolkien fan groups are doing a lot of stuff. Reservation form is online. You can go to TolkienSociety.org for lots more information. Mm -hmm. As the call to papers points out, because there are actually going to be conference there as well, as many other things, there's going to be a conference. The call for papers to be presented points out that there are many kinds of trees in the works of Tolkien. Trees, woods, forests, tree-like beings appear in various parts of The Hobbit, The Lord of the Rings, The Silmarillion, Smith of Wooten Major, and of course, Leaf by Niggle. Some of these are special, magical, and inspirational. Others are dark, frightening, and ominous. From the old forest to the golden wood of Lothlorien. So there, there are many, many, many things happening in the world that you can avail yourself of, and that is one thing. There's also a walk in the woods in Wales, Tolkien's oh Wales, gosh. yes, the 2011 Literary Tourism Program. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Now, when is that? That's literary June the 30th. That's the end of next month. Literary so. Tourism. I yes, know. in Wales, in the Black Mountains, on June the 30th, 2011, led by Dimitra Femi, a lecturer in English at the University of Wales. And it's going to be Tolkien-themed? And it's Tolkien-themed, right? Her monograph, Tolkien, Race, and Cultural History, From Fairies to Hobbits, was published by Macmillan in 2008 in the UK and explores the evolution of Tolkien's mythology by examining how it changed as a result of Tolkien's life story. Very interesting. So, Wales. So there's a lot of stuff happening in the Tolkien world and <gasps> lots of stuff happening in the summer. And yes. I can see in your hands is the fabulous J.R.R. Tolkien audio collection. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Well, I thought since you mentioned about trees and about walking, that I would play for our listeners because it's so wonderful to be able to hear the professor reading his own work. And I don't know. I just always get, you know, goosebumps and thrill bumps all over whenever I hear uh, J.R.R. Tolkien reading his own work. So, and what what other place do we know of on the radio that actually plays music from the Lord of the Rings and readings from J.R.R. Tolkien himself. And that's how unique our programming here is here at KUCI. So we are going to play. I thought uh, we'd play, since you mentioned this is a walking tour, we would play J.R.R. Tolkien um, doing the walking song from The Fellowship of the Ring, book one. Wonderful. This is Professor Tolkien himself. Upon the hearth the fire is red, beneath the roof it is a bed. But not yet weary at our feet, still around the corner we may meet a sudden tree or standing stone that none have seen but we alone. Tree and flower and leaf and grass, let them pass, let them pass. 
hill and water under sky pass them by, pass them by. Still round the corner they may wait a new road or a secret gate. And though we pass them by today, tomorrow we may come this way and take the hidden paths that run towards the moon or to the sun. Apple, thorn and nut and snow, let them go, let them go. Sand and stone and pool and dell, fare you well, fare you well. Home is behind and world ahead, and there are many paths to tread through shadows to the edge of night, until the stars are all alight. Then world behind and home ahead, we'll wander back to home and bed. Mist and twilight, cloud and shade, away shall fade, away shall fade. Fire and lamp and meat and bread, and then to bed, and then to bed. <laughs> Unbelievable. Just amazing. It's great writing, and he is such a great reader of his own work. That's well, not always the case. Right. I've heard recordings yes. of authors, especially poets, the poets that think they can read their own poems and are, shall we say, <laughs> less than perfect. Yes. But in the case of Tolkien, not only did he write fabulously well, but his own voice is so great. Well, and it's funny because f- this was the first time, and I've heard some of these things so many times, but this was the first time that I actually put together the... Um, I, you know, that, that there are part of the words of the walking song that uh, are in one of the songs in the soundtrack of the fellow. It's actually, I think, in where it says, Home is behind the world ahead, and there are many paths to tread the, through shadows to the edge of night, and still the stars are all alight. Isn't that isn't that what Pippin is? Doesn't Pippin sing that uh, in the in the Return that, of the King that, somewhere? That rings a bell, and and our <sighs> listeners should be aware of the fact <laughs> that the original soundtrack recordings mm-hmm. and the complete recordings. It's important to know the complete recordings do not necessarily have the same stuff that is on the original soundtrack oh, recordings. Oh, absolutely, yes. So you have to have both. Ver- you have to have both. <laughs> because even some of the songs that are there, the version of it in the extended, in the complete recordings is different. In fact, I'm going to play for our listeners a little bit of the Shire. So this is the Shire music as we kind of get into the next segment of our program. In case you are just tuning in, this is What Would Arwen Do on Every other Tuesday on KUCI 88.9 FM and streaming live at KUCI.org from Irvine. So here is the Shire from the complete recordings of The Fellowship of the Ring, Academy Award winning music by Howard Shore. Gosh, what great music. My whole body is in <laughs> tune with that. As a hobbit, I feel like I'm at home. Yes, yes. I and that's but that's it has even a little bit of little different tempo than uh from the original soundtrack recording, which is very similar and the one actually on that is called uh Concerning Hobbits. Um, actually, I'm just going to play just a little teensy bit of that, just so people can kind of get a sense of the difference between the original soundtrack and the um, 
the complete recording. So here is a little excerpt from Concerning Hobbits from the original soundtrack. Right. Just a little bit different, just enough to tantalize you. And it's interesting because wow. we were we were just talking as we as we were listening about the fact that because in the extended version they changed the whole beginning part, not the not the prologue, you know, where get Galadriel speaking, but where they actually go into the Shire. Yes. In the extended version, Bilbo is narrating that whole part. Now, yes. quite frankly, I have to say my. I, I love the original introduction a little bit better. Um, but again, so the music was different. This was the music relating, and I can actually see v- pictures <laughs> from that original. one. But it's all oh so gosh. wonderful. So I'm really glad that you brought up for our listeners and those who may be enthusiasts of J.R.R. Tolkien or of Howard Shore or of soundtracks to realize that there is a difference between the extended versions and the original soundtracks. But I'm eager for the Elf Adventure report about Escondido, <laughs> what you were doing down oh, there with Ro, goodness. the uh, shield well, maiden. And, and yes. Ro, our listeners unfortunately can't see the lovely and talented Ro. She, uh, she, she has an heroic beauty. Yes, she does. And she is a warrior bard, an archeress, a shield maiden, and one of my dearest, dearest friends. And as I mentioned before, I actually met her through the Tolkien message board, theonering.com, um, in 2002. So we have been friends now for nine years. It'll be uh, in August. Uh, it'll be, I guess, uh, well, in August it'll be nine years. So, and at the time she met you, she was not yet an archeress. She wasn't. In fact, uh, we. It went, was you. We both on the message board through the message board. We were getting involved in what's called role play writing stories. Now these are these were not role play games, but they were stories, collaborative writing stories that people would write and write for their characters, their part in the story, and the story moves along on different adventures. Because we all love uh, Middle Earth so much, it wasn't enough just to have the stories that J.R. Tolkien gave us. We also wanted to create more stories. So what did you do with her in Escondido this last few so days? So this last few days, um, as a result, I, you know, we went to a Renaissance fair, got some arrows, and Roe discovered her secret passion, which was archery. And talent. And talent. And she has gone on to you know, study archery. She's won some state championships, some world championships, it's uh, some national championships. Uh, but her passion also has now turned to teaching others. She wants to share with others. And we are actually going to be having Roe on uh, before too long, because her everything is just kind of expanding in the world of archery. She's been working. She's actually started her own business, and she has she's working with Archery House uh, right now uh, with uh, another organization that's bringing archery into the San Diego area. Hopefully, we will be bringing archery up into the Orange County area as well. But they recently did a Groupon. Now, I don't know if people are familiar with Groupons. Um, is that everywhere? Or is it just here in Southern California? Groupon is a is everywhere is currently a national phenomenon and is very quickly becoming international phenomenon. Okay, so um, Archery House put out a Groupon for people interested in trying archery, and they got six hundred responses. The Groupon allows people to come and take a lesson for a you know for a reduced amount and bring a friend. So. 
uh, the other girl is actually in Texas for the summer. So Roe and two other teachers are are teaching 1,200 people. 1,200 people. Archery, archery. lessons yes. over the next few months. And so... It was wonderful. I was uh, actually able to spend a few days down there. It's, you know, it's like you, things happen in life and you always have to kind of look for the silver lining. So as we, you know, I may have mentioned I was in this car accident, you know, about a month and a half ago and I'm still well, very well on the road to recovery. But one of the things is I can't work at my regular jobs. Um, I can't do some of those physical things. Uh, I thought, you know, I'm going to go down and have some healing time with my friend and got to go down and, and see Roe. And it turned out that she was teaching classes I- at one of the parks uh, down in San Diego. So I got to go with her and assist, not really assist with the lesson because I'm not trained, which I will be getting trained hopefully in a couple of months. But uh, just got to help, like, set up the targets, and the night before, we had to, you know, make some arrow, put some more feathers on arrows, and get the target set up, and get the sign set up, and, you know, so she went down, and she had, like, uh, 16 people signed up, and 13 people showed up for the first class, and 8 or 10 people showed up for the second class, and it was just the most wonderful Experience. It's, it's, it was similar to what I feel like when I'm teaching yoga, when people come to beginning to yoga for the first time and they feel like, oh my gosh, I didn't think I could do this, but I can do it and it's fun. And that's what we got to see on Sunday where people coming to archery and going, I can do this and it's fun. And they even had a little competition and stuff. So I'm very excited to have Ro come back on and share, you know, her now larger archery experience, but so that's where I was this weekend, down with the Wonderful. archerists in uh, in Escondido and in San Diego, uh, playing with bows and arrows and introducing bows and arrows to others. So thank you, Ro, for being in the world, and a, a magnificent shield maiden archerist and um, just inspirational person. So that was fun. And it just reminded me, uh, Milo, how important it is, I think, for us to be open to new adventures. And it was funny because even Ro was sharing to her students how, was it not for me? She's pointed to, over there, she says, for that, that girl right there standing there, if it hadn't been for her insisting that we pull some arrows at a Renaissance Fair, I just wanted to watch, then none of this would even be happening because I wouldn't uh, had I not been open to trying something new, I never would have discovered my own secret passion. So It's important to try new things. You is. know, at the station this morning, we had a wonderful group of young men and women from a local school touring our radio station. Oh, And, and these, these teenagers were looking, and, and some, several of them were very interested. And I commented to one of the teachers accompanying the group of students, you know, the purpose of education is really to try out new things, so as a young person, you have exposure to archery, swimming, painting, music, science, chemistry, mathematics. Get exposed to all this stuff, and you'll find out something you're good at that you enjoy. Right. And, and that's the whole thing. I mean, you never, and you never know what can happen when you go, just kind of get out of the house and go somewhere. And, of course, we've got uh, what... Um, you know, from the Lord of the Rings, one of our favorite, favorite little um, quotes, you know, that from the Three is Company where um, they're talking about a bit of Bilbo's right rhyming. And I don't know, said Frodo. It came to me then as I was making it up, but I may have heard it long ago. Certainly, it reminds me very much of Bilbo in the last years before he went away. He used often to say... To say there was only one road, that it was like a great river. Its springs were at every doorstep, and every path was its tributary. 
It's a dangerous business, Frodo, going out your door, he used to say. You step into the road, and if you don't keep your feet, there's no knowing where you might be swept off to. <laughs> there's no knowing. But it's a good thing. It's much it's better than being a couch thing. potato. Get yes. out there and be active. There are so many things, other cultures to explore, various things happening. Yes, and speaking of other cultures to explore, that leads us to our next um, uh, announcement about something that's going on this very weekend, Sunday, May 22nd, and I've got the website up here, so I'll let you have that to maybe tell our listeners a little bit about it. Could you... Oh my gosh, this is interesting. This is the 2011 Israel Expo on May the 22nd. 2011, presented by the Jewish Federation and Family Services, free admission. It's (laughs) Sunday, May the 22nd, from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. on the Samueli Jewish Campus, One Federation Way in Irvine. And And for those that live here locally, they may know that that's actually right across the street from the big, giant Mariner's Church right here in Irvine. Right across from Mariner's Church here in Irvine, California. And visitors who register at the entrance, if you register at the entrance, admission is free. You can join in the opportunity drawing for an El Al ticket to Israel. Yes. And registrants will also receive a bag filled with coupons and gifts from Jewish Federation and Family Services and the various expo vendors. Yes. So that's May the 22nd, 2011, from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. at the Samueli Jewish Campus, Federation Way in Irvine, across from Mariner's Church. And I was there last year. There's so many different vendors and... There's food there. It's going to be amazing. I was there with uh, my friends from Coastal Acupuncture and Natural Health Center. They will be there again. So you can go get a free, um, like they put in these, see these really cute little ear seeds I've got here, these silver uh-huh. balls. It's um, it's like an acupressure type of thing. They'll be there talking to people, sharing about acupuncture and acupressure, putting, giving people these beautiful little ear seeds um, if they would like them in their ears. But they have a whole row of vendors that are just doing health and health and food and they've got chiropractors and health food um some of the the other things it's it's a giant thing this isn't just a little dinky uh, kind (laughs) of expo this is a giant expo they had a big stage with uh different um bands and i'll play a little bit of the music in just a moment um they uh, shopping they have it says more than 60 commercial exhibitors will feature uh jerusalem market Marketplace, Israeli fine art, gifts, uh, Judaica, fashion, jewelry, uh, Simcha Expo, all you can think of to help you plan your special uh, Simcha. There'll be Simcha photographers, games and rides. They wow. had camels there last year. Real camels? Real camels. That's the kids' camels. Yeah, ride? and they're going to have wow. them again this year. Camel rides, carnival rides, clowns and jugglers. They had a rock climbing mall, so there's lots and of things for the kids to do. You're reading off the website. Could you give the web address to our listeners? Yes. Uh, it looks like it's um, orange, jewishorangecounty.org is, is, the, is, is the website where the, right, if right. You, if you, um, Go to jewishorangecounty.org. That's all one yeah. big long word, Jewish Orange County. And they've got something called Kid, Kidotopia. Ah! Oh, bless you. Kidotopia uh, by the story lady, Lisa Cohen. They'll have arts, crafts, performances by and for children, uh, interactive activities, community celebrations. There'll be um, art exhibits. It's... 
Israeli food. They had so much wonderful food last year. So it's just a wonderful day of great things. It goes from 1 to 6. Um, on the website, it gives information about it. Um, I'm at the, here, the thing here about entertainment. I'm going to play just a little little tiny um, thing here. I think I can do it through Cartworks that will give you an idea of some of the music that will be going. Great. So I think this is the one. Let's see here. It's kind of a little YouTube thing that's on the website. So some of the things here are saying, feel like you're in Israel, Sunday, May 22nd. Hopefully they'll switch to some of the... Well, this isn't exactly the one I was looking for. (laughs) The one that actually was from last year... I believe they have, like, uh, folk music, don't they? They do. And, um, yeah, I wish I could have... I wish they would have had the thing from last year because it actually played some of the, um, you know, some of the the kind of music that they were going to be having there. So, okay, well. But that's not the only thing. There's lots of stuff. Oh, what if, there's lots of stuff. What if you're stuff. Scottish, Elf Princess? If you're Scottish, just, so this weekend we've got the Israel um, El Expo coming up. Uh, right here in our backyard, a little bit on our other backyard in or- uh, Costa Mesa, we've got the Scots Fest coming up. That would up. be at the Orange County area. The Orange County uh, Fairgrounds. Fairgrounds. Um, but let's see. Oh, we we kind of lost a little thing that we wanted to do here. But we better go for, we'll, we'll switch back to that, back to the okay. movie news in a few minutes. Yes. Um, this is coming up in just a week from this weekend. So this weekend is the Israel Expo. The very next week is what's called I guess well it's called the Sky the Highland Gathering. A Highland but, Gathering. Yes, That's but I think they're Scottish calling it sounding. I think they're calling it Scots Fest um, this year for some reason. If if you go to the website of our friends, Brother, the Brother Band, which will be playing a little bit of their music, they are going to be there. Oh, here we are, Scots Fest. It's a Scottish festival of Celtic entertainment and food. It's going to be Memorial Day weekend, so it'll be on Fri- um, the 28th and 29th, so Saturday and Sunday, uh, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Orange County Fair and Event Center. And again, there, there will be... Um, all kinds of music. There'll be, I think they do, let's see, um, there's games, there's piping and drumming, there's highland dancing. They actually have wow. people that compete, like, you know, in the, they do the highland dancing in their original costumes, according for their clans. And there's going to be kilts and everything? Yes, they have nightly events. Um, oh yes, there will definitely be kilts. You could even buy a kilt there if you wanted. Um, they have all kinds of um, vendors, um, kids' activities. I believe they have uh, a little thing where they do where they like the sheep herding. Okay, if you go to the pictures on there, they it looks like they've got some archery things going on. Yeah, they've got some archers there and some swords. This is under the kids' activities. <laughs> archery for kids and adults, slides, kids, kids' athletics. There'll be sack races and running races and all kinds of things like that. There's there's many things to go out 
and do wherever you are, whether you're in the and state it's of Washington. To get outside and you know, even if you're not Irish or Scottish or anything, we live in such a wonderful place here in you know, we who live here in America, we are just a melting pot of so many different cultures and peoples and it's really wonderful sometimes to take in some of these type of events where you can actually kind of get immersed in the cultures you know i don't know i none of my family is jewish but i think jewish is wonderful so i love going to things like the israel expo because i get to experience the food and the culture and the music in ways that i don't really have access to in any other aspect of my life right coming up soon will be the lotus festival in los angeles that sort of celebrates uh a Chinese-Asian sort of culture and oh. community. We'll get more details on that uh, when is that next show. Up? I believe it's in July. It's a little bit oh, further okay. out than we normally talk about. But but that will be... An, and I know that they have something here at uh, UCI, too, where they have... Um, Oh, that Greek festival. I think it was oh, it was in gosh. the spring or something, you know. Th- but just these opportunities where all these people come together and generally these events are open. Some things are, uh, you know, a small admission uh, fee, like I believe the uh, Scott's Fest, there's a small admission fee in some of the Renaissance fairs, but like the Israel Expo is completely free, um, and it's a family-oriented thing, and you can just go, and especially if you're not Jewish or anything, it's a wonderful way to go and find out about another culture. Right. And enjoy some of the food. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Hobbits like the food. Oh my gosh, yes. And, oh my uh, gosh, and yes. I love just trying, you know, trying new things. And a lot of times with when you go to these places, because you can go to restaurants sometimes and try different types of food, like an Asian restaurant or something. But I think it's not quite the same as when you have people that are making it themselves. You know, right. so there's going to be all these vendors out there cooking these things right on the spot. Like when you go to Renaissance fairs, you get the they have always have like the people making the big turkey legs, uh-huh. not turkey legs, but the you know, and the corn on the cob that's being right. roasted right on right. the grill and um, all kinds of those kind of fun things. So, so <laughs> there, you know, don't be a couch potato. Get so, out there and do something. Yeah, get out and, and explore your community and see how you can help the community. There are so many ways to help. And that's the wonderful thing about summer, Milo, is that there are so many of these things that are going on. Um, just, it's a time of the year when, you know, the days are longer, a little bit warmer, even though it was funny because, I don't know if it rained up here when I left Escondido this morning, it oh was pouring rain. Gosh, it was pouring rain yesterday. Oh, it was? And it was it was pouring rain yesterday, and it was raining a little bit this morning as well. I have my rain jacket in the car. Well, it must have moved south, because yesterday, as I was down in Escondido, we were having a grand time uh, running around, and it was a beautiful day. And then this morning, though, it was raining and cold, so when I left, uh, it was it was raining. But then as I got further here north, I'm like, oh, there's the sun. But the rain is good for the garden. Oh, my, yes. my little vegetables are rain. starting to grow very, very quickly, thanks to the rain. Yes. Well, I was very excited too because Escondido is really a beautiful area and I thought oh this is so wonderful because the next time I go down there if I'm able to go down in a few weeks it will be so green and lush like the Shire because there's lots of really wild places out there in Escondido. So we just have a few minutes left I thought uh, because many of our listeners are fans of the Lord of the Rings and I'm not Lord of the Rings but fans of Middle Earth as are we uh, that and Many of our listeners, especially those of um, our friends on thewondering.com, as share my 
enjoyment of your wonderful reading voice. Oh, my gosh. You <laughs> know, you here? had mentioned that you caught up with a wonderful animated film uh, called Legend of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahul. Yes. And I was saying, well, well, fighting owls, that reminds me of, of the eagles in The Hobbit. And that was part of my elvish adventure down with Roe. We, we watched that movie, and if our listeners have not seen that movie, I would highly recommend it. It's, it's, it's kind of funny because you look at it and you see so many elements of, you know, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, uh, lots of different things, but these are archetypal themes. But here we have owls, owls with Owls in armor, owls in helmets, owls with uh, like uh, metal talons, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this could be so interesting for what might happen with the Lord of the Rings. So I thought it would be appropriate for you to maybe read a section about the eagles. Well, I'm just going to read a brief section in the fabulous The Hobbit with the wonderful chapter, Out of the Frying Pan, Into the Fire. Uh-huh. What's happened here is Gandalf and the dwarves and Bilbo the Hobbit have found themselves chased up the trees by goblins, orcs, <laughs> right? Yes. Goblins in the common tongue, orcs in the uh, other language. So, from the ho- from the Hobbit, I read. <clears throat> and with that, yahoy! The flames were under Gandalf's tree. In a moment, it spread to the others. The bark caught fire. The lower branches cracked. Then Gandalf climbed to the top of his tree. The sudden splendor flashed from his wand like lightning as he got ready to spring down from on high right among the spears of the goblins. That would have been the end of him, though he would probably have killed many of them as he came hurtling down like a thunderbolt. But he never leaped. Just at that moment, the Lord of the Eagles swept down from above, seized him in his talons, and was gone. There was a howl of anger and surprise from the goblins. Loud cried the Lord of the Eagles, to whom Gandalf had now spoken. Back swept the great birds that were with him, and down they came like huge black shadows. The wolves yammered and gnashed their teeth. The goblins yelled and stamped with rage, and flung their heavy spears in the air in vain. Over them swooped the eagles. The dark rush of their beating wings smote them to the floor, or drove them far away. Their talons tore at goblin faces. Other birds flew to the treetops and seized the dwarves, who were scrambling up now as far as they ever dared to go. Poor little Bilbo was very nearly left behind again. He just managed to catch hold of Dory's legs as Dory was borne off last of all, and up they went together above the tumult and the burning, Bilbo swinging in the air with his arms nearly breaking. Now far below, the goblins and the wolves were scattering far and wide in the woods. A few eagles were still circling and sweeping above the battleground. The flames about the trees sprang suddenly up above the highest branches. They went up in crackling fire. There was a sudden flurry of sparks and smoke. Bilbo had escaped only just in time. And there's <laughs> much more. But, oh, my gosh, it's fabulous. <laughs> I can hardly wait. I need those movies now. A reminder well, to our listeners, December 2012, Tanya and yes. I will be there for the premiere. I hope you are as well. And uh, of the is, Hobbit, is I mean. there a, is there a website or something that people might be able to go and find out about where some of these uh, movies are going to be showing in June, the extended versions, or how would they find out about that? All uh, you know how to, how you found out you know for us locally, but how would they find out in case they are listening in from other areas? Well, the way I found out was there was an article on the One Ring dot net pointing out the special screenings. Okay, but you could easily Google 
Lord of the Rings Extended Edition Movie Theaters. Oh. And you could also say Fellowship of the Ring, June 14th. Okay. Because that's when the Fellowship of the Ring will be shown in movie theaters is June 14th, 2011. And so it may be coming to a theater near you. Wherever you are. <laughs> and I'm sure that there is um, information about this also on my favorite website, the OneRing.com. They just have a movies forum that I haven't, you know, been into just recently. So, uh, and a lot of times you can hook up with other people. And if you go to these, you can always meet some interesting people who share passion. Yes, you'll want to show up early to try to get a decent seat in the movie theater. And while you're standing in line, talk with your uh, talk with your people in line. It's a fabulous way to meet new people and exchange interesting ideas. Yes, and since we will be going, if you are in the Orange in the Southern California area and you think you might be going, you can send us an email, and uh, maybe we will be able to say hi to you at the movies. So ask an elf a s k a n e l f at yahoo dot com. And if you want to listen to our past programs, go to KUCITalk.org and look for What Would Arwen Do? Or you can go to iTunes and search for Arwen, A-R-W-E-N. And one of the hits you'll see at the iTunes store is the What Would Arwen Do? program. And in case you are tuning in and you're wondering where the music went, we, we have to edit out the copyrighted music of the program, but our podcasts are available also through iTunes. So that's oh my just gosh. about going Elf to do Princess, it for us today. What is the time I'm, has flown I like know. the eagles. It, it always does. We always have so much fun here. And uh, just thank you to all of our listeners, people who listen in. Uh, thank you for being in the world. Just wonderful, creative people. And, you know, we all just need to spread our light a little bit more. Life is, is difficult at times, but there's so much joy in every day. The last thing you want to do is sit alone by yourself at home watching TV. Get out there, <laughs> do something, meet people. Yes. And well, and just, you know, just, just, or even if you're not that much of a people person like some of us elves, just take a walk, you know, down by the beach or go visit some trees, hang out with some tree spirits, get outside, breathe some fresh air. And, you know, if it's raining, jump in a puddle. Puddle jumping is very good for the soul. Go to the local parks and look at the bushes and the trees and, and the flowers. And it's that time of the year so many birds are singing this time of the year. It's just wonderful. Tani, you clever and industrious, you <laughs> perspicacious and titanic elf in your knowledge, experience, and wisdom. Oh. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and insights with us all. Well, thank you for being here, my friend. And until in two weeks when we will come back and have more fun, Elin Salalum and a star shines on the hour of our meeting, my friend. And we will leave with some uh, music from The uh, Return of the King, sung by my friend Colette, uh, the Academy Award-winning movie um, music uh, by Howard Shore and Annie Lennox, uh, but this version sung by Coco B. Into the West. Into the West. Marvelous. Thank you, Elf Princess Tani. And until next time.